and welcome to another episode of LJ Presents. Man, I have a really big show for you this week. Part of the reason why it took me a while to edit, I've got a lot of creators from LA and the Bay Area filmmakers, actors, and we're all talking about how this current pandemic of COVID-19 has affected us. Uh, Really insightful, uh, talk to artists who are parents, as well as other creators who are living in LA and trying to finish their projects during this time of crisis, as well as trying to keep it together in this shelter in place. So, without further ado, I present to you the artists of the Bay Area, Los Angeles, here on LJ Presents. So, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, for coming on. You know, I kind of thought that this would be a great way to, like, decompress with what's happening here in the world and how it's affecting everyone and stuff like that. So, why don't we just, um, let's just go through a little roll call here. If you could just introduce yourself. If you look up at, uh, at the participants uh we'll just start with whoever's next so i know it's uh josh and then benjamin and then ed hassan and then we'll just keep going down the line so just like a brief introduction to yeah because i'm at the top oh. of mine oh wow okay so uh let's call a name why don't we do this i'll just i'll just yeah i'll just do that i'll just call the name so uh yeah let's just uh start with josh so you know just a quick introduction to who you are and then also give us info on where we can find you on on the internets and stuff so go ahead josh hey everybody uh my name is josh rickard i'm a filmmaker and musician game developer and multimedia artist living in the bay area california uh and you can find me uh probably the the thing i'm hyping most right now is my new music project and that is tofu music on instagram or facebook uh, and uh, you can also find me under my name, Josh Rickert, J-O-S-H-R-I-C-K-E-R. Awesome, That's awesome. Instagram. Thanks. Benjamin, you're next. Uh, Benjamin Mulholland here. I'm an Oakland filmmaker. You can find me at BenjaminMulholland.com if you want to, or the uh, Lake Merritt Monster Movie.com, which is my latest project. So, um, yeah, I've been making some headway on that and, you know, just sitting out the COVID trying to be productive. Cool, cool. I hear that. All right, Ed. Hey, I'm Ed Gonzalez Moreno, a theater film actor. I do a bunch of other shit too. Um, and I live in LA. Cool. All right, Mr. Regasta. Oh, wait a minute. I think Jason. Uh, Here. Okay. You know what? We're we're gonna go. Yeah, Jason. Go ahead. All right. My name is Jason Regasta. I am a writer, director, and illustrator living in San Francisco. And uh, I strangely, strangely suited for quarantine. Um, I have been able to catch up on work while uh, while locked to my house. So I've been working on my film ZTV, and I just finished the VFX, and now I'm working on the comic book and finishing that. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, Hassan. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Hassan Saeed. Um, I'm a writer, director, photographer, currently residing in Los Angeles. Um, I'm currently in quarantine for a while since like about three weeks ago and I've been working slowly in post-production on my feature film, This Is Your Song. 
And me and a couple of friends were talking and we started an idea for a COVID-19 international film festival, which everyone should submit to where everyone can make a one minute to three minute film on their phones and submit them to COVID-19 IFF at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on the internet at hassansaid.com, also Instagram, uh, Facebook, and all that jazz. Awesome. Awesome. Liz. Oh, hey. Uh, I'm Liz Anderson, and uh, I'm a filmmaker and actor and acting teacher in San Francisco, but I'm currently broadcasting from a cabin with my hotspot um, in West Marin. And um, you can find me at getmelizanderson.com. And shortly, I'm going to be posting um, Zoom-based acting classes on there. So if people are bored and want to like interact with people and do weird internet-based improv, come find me. Cool, cool. That sounds great. Okay, Steve Everson. What's happening, guys? This is Steve Everson. Uh, I am, well... Two weeks ago, I was a Los Angeles-based video producer. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a full-time hermit. Um, and uh, I have a company called Megalith Digital. We do a lot of corporate and uh, industrial videos. Uh, since the since the quarantine, I've started working on a couple of screenplays that I've been putting off for a while. And I think when this is over, uh, if everything gets back on schedule, I'll be doing a new reality show in Las Vegas this summer. Cool. So, awesome. Yeah. Ho hopefully, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll get that going on. Okay. Willie, what's up? Uh, hey man, Wiley. Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. I don't know why I said that. Oh, Jesus. Say I'm, uh, I'm Wiley Herman. I'm a Bay Area uh, actor and filmmaker. Um, the only project I have going on right now is taking care of my two kiddos. So I guess if you want to find me on uh, Facebook, follow those shenanigans, you can just find me at Wiley Herman on Facebook. Okay. All right, uh, Natalia. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm here. It's I'm okay. Here. I'm it's here. okay. <laughs> hey guys, um, I'm Natalia. I'm mom first, actor second, um, and yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. Um, I start. I got into. I mean, I've been doing theater since I was a kid, and then I took a really big break, moved to LA, did wardrobe for a while. So that was kind of my in 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 the film industry, and yeah, I've been acting for five years now. So. That's that. Awesome. And uh, where, where can we find you? Oh, yes. Um, I do have a website. Um, the only reason it has the is because that was my only option. So it's thenataliadominguez.com. I know, really cheesy. Um, or I'm on Facebook as Natalia Dominguez. <laughs> and then and my Instagram is really interesting. No, it's not. But the name is Momtrapranista. I know. Don't ask. But uh yeah that's where you can find me cool and it's totally okay if you uh if you consider yourself in the third person i won't judge you uh <laughs> 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 as soon as we log off I'm thank you jeez no, <laughs> i'm sweating right now all right and nicole go ahead uh yeah so my name is nicole Dimonesis, uh a bear bay area filmmaker currently working on uh uh, just doing some rewrites for my feature film script, uh, The Ghost of Stowe Lake. You can find uh, more about me and the films that I'm making on uh, Bare Bones Flicks on Instagram. And you can follow uh, updates for The Ghost of Stowe Lake on at uh, Ghost Lady SF on Facebook. 
Cool. Well, all right. So, uh, you know, if if you guys have anything uh, you want to chime in on, uh, just go ahead and use the chat. I think there should be like some like raising your hand thing. But, you know, we'll just uh, go ahead and get started here. So when this whole, you know, shelter play, you know, stay, stay indoors and stuff like that went on even before it got got like that. Uh, my son and his mom had gone on a vacation, and that's when I started hearing about it. And then I, I totally, I'm not going to say blew it off, blew it off, but, you know, you look at all the other things that were going around back in the past, like the H1N1 and the bird flu and mad cow disease and all that. I was like, oh, man, this is just the flu, so I'll just uh, not get in anybody's faces. And then, like, for me, it kind of hit home when, you know, I went to go to the gym and I was going to my yoga classes. And the next thing you know, there wasn't that many people there. And then the instructor was like, yeah, so this is the last class in public. And so I was like, oh, this is really a thing. So maybe I should start I just start paying attention to what what's going on. So, my question to you guys is how how did you what did you first think and when when did you guys decide oh, okay this is the real deal I need to keep my ass inside and not go out as much. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I took it serious right away. I mean, because of what was happening in Italy and these other places, like as soon as it kind of came here, I, I got sent home from work. I was I was doing like Mondays and Tuesdays as a DP over at the Academy of Art shooting um, scenes for actors. <laughs> they brought me along like an Alexa package and we tried to shoot it nice for them. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're not doing this next week. All the students are being sent home uh, for the rest of the semester. So I was like, okay. And that's um, around the time that my girlfriend ended up getting sent home to work from home as well. Um, so, you know, we just kind of hold up and, and, you know, we take walks once in a while, but, pretty much just live in our studio apartment now with our cat so yeah gotcha gotcha uh ed um it kind of hit like a fucking whirlwind i i remember back in january there was some some dude struck up conversation with me in, in, a, in a trader joe's line because it was really long and he was mentioning the coronavirus and you, you know you hear about it like in in the news and but you kind of disregard it because it's happening all the way to fucking china right. and i didn't think about it at the time and then and then I, I went to the Bay in February to watch a show at, toward the end of February. And all of a sudden you hear more and more talk about it. And then next thing you know, it's like, you like don't leave outside. And so it, it kind of just, it, it kind of hit me like by surprise. And it was, I mean, it, I'm still pretty surprised because like what, we're, we're almost like a solid two and a half, three weeks in this. And, and you're just like, I, what, you can't go outside. Like in, in LA, like the beaches are shut down. Like people are outside, but like then you're really conscious about it. And you see everyone wearing fucking masks just to buy groceries it's 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 still like i don't know it's it's very surreal yeah definitely it is okay uh liz so um so i was just talking to ben a, a few minutes ago about how um when he and a few of our friends and i were in sundance this year we were joking about like our apocalypse crews and like who who had what skills to be on what crew and um i don't recall like really taking it seriously um and and then I was um, working and one of the things that I do to support my creative filmmaking is I produce commercials and corporate shoots. And we were working for a large company, I won't say whom, um, but they, at the end of last month, canceled a huge conference. 
And everyone was like, what? Really? Like, this isn't happening. You know, Corona's like way far away. I, I'm surprised you're canceling this conference. It's You have right. millions and millions of dollars sunk into this that you can't get back. And they transferred all of our all of our shoots because we were going to be doing a lot of shooting around the conference transferred all of those shoots into their home office not home office but their san francisco office um and the people in the office building just started to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle um and then one day we just got a call being like yeah no shut it down everything's everything's done but it was this very sort of slow process of seeing this large corporation pulling back and 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 being like wow like these guys are really set on making money if they're pulling back like shit this this might be serious um so that was a rough day like calling everybody and and being like every job from tomorrow on is on ice wow yeah that's yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean understatement but uh (laughs) okay nicole go ahead uh, yeah, so I was I was up for a really good uh, filmmaking job in Livermore. Uh, I was teaching uh, film classes to um, you know young people and adults that have learning disabilities. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's really close to my house. This will be great. Uh, I go to the second interview where I'm supposed to prepare a lesson, and um, no one's you know uh, the lesson goes well, but after, at the end of it, uh, you know, we're high fiving and stuff, and the teacher's like, um we should probably not touch hands. And I was the only person who showed up for like a second interview. Uh, so, and then that job, like, they're like, we're going to have to reschedule everyone. And so that job probably disappeared. Uh, and I was, uh, me and my small team, we were all set to go to uh Clexicon in Las Vegas for April. And, uh, that festival, like was, we had gotten an email, um, like, Oh, we're still full steam ahead. We're going to go for it. Um, not canceling anything and then the next day it's like we're canceled <laughs> we don't we don't know what's going on and uh so that that really sucked just in terms of like um looking forward to like networking opportunities and stuff like that you know the point of uh what i like going to festivals for is the networking and you know getting your work out there so uh right. that was just a hard pill to swallow right yeah yeah definitely uh all right so uh benjamin um so uh, I knew as soon as China built a hospital that it was some real shit. <laughs> I'm kind of a news junkie, so like I I read the news, watch the news, everything. Like I'm all into. It. Plus, I work for a, a municipality, so it's unavoidable. But gotcha. Yeah, as soon as China went locked down, I was like, oh, it's real. And then they locked down 40 million people. I was like, oh, it's real, real. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you a quick question though. So when, when you started getting word of that, was that back in like January or February or was that like when March hit? Like, uh, no, nah, man, I, I've been following this since like December. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, because just cause I'm, um, weird. Um, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I pay attention a lot, I guess, or overly pay attention. But yeah, once I heard about it, once I heard a guy had discovered some new disease, I was like, Oh, it's like right. the flu. Okay, that's not good. It's an RNA-based disease. That's really not good. And they're start and they're starting to close down things. That's yeah. Okay, it's real. So then, once once we did nothing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it didn't oh, close shit yeah. in January. I was like, oh, they didn't. We didn't even close the airport. 
I was like, yeah, this is coming over here. So, um, wow. It was just, you know, my main concerns were like figuring out how kids fared because I've got a couple kids. Right. Uh, you know, and they were, you know, my, I got a mom who's in her 60s and dad is in his 60s. So it was just like I was following that and just seeing what the statistics were like. And then uh, since I work for the city of Oakland, like, the next thing I know, we're getting emails and we're following in it and uh, we're me- they're asking us to make recommendations. And yeah, I, I knew it was real after that. So it was just kind of, wow. I've always kind of been like, uh, shit, this is, the question was just how real was it? Like, how bad is it? Is it Ebola with, <laughs> or is it, is it <laughs> Ebola bad or is it yeah. like, you know? Is it going to eat my skin or, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, we like- kind of, once I kind of realized what it was, that it was bad, but it wasn't awful. But then mm-hmm. by that, I don't mean to diminish the disease at all because it is bad. Like it's killing people. It, but I mean, on the scale of what could have happened, it's not, it's, you know, it's lower, but. Cause I mean, if we were, if it was Ebola, but influenza, we'd all be freaking talk about the end of the world. That's what would be happening. Right. 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 Yeah, man. Um, I concur. All right, Steve, what you got? Uh, I started noticing the economic shockwave before they were really hyping the the disease part. Uh, partly in due to some of our some of my clients are international, so once they started, you know, kind of pausing. This is early January, uh, and then one that I know now was a much larger thing that was in December. At the time, I just thought it went away. Now, you know, in reflecting on it, I, I can see why. Uh, but my business partner, his brother is out of Japan. So, you know, we were getting uh, up to date kind of what's going on in Asia. And my business partner was also in Thailand and came back uh, just a couple of weeks before they were shutting down. So um, it's you know, I, I can see it from the economic standpoint and I was <laughs> probably overdoing it on Facebook, you know, doom saying about the economic ramifications. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, people kept saying to me, you know, it's just like the flu. It's only got, you know, pneumonia side. People die of the flu every year, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but you're not understanding. I'm talking about the economic ramifications of this. And, you know, now we know that there is tremendous economic ramifications, uh, you know, we're still feeling the effects. I think the market was down 900 points on Friday after they released the $2 trillion stimulus. Wow. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it remains to be seen, you know, but uh, article this morning or yesterday, we were talking about the second round of shockwave from this in China, because now everywhere that they export to is canceling orders. And, you know, I think it's going to ping pong back and forth for a while until everything finally settles down and and normalizes. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing, I guess, in regards to what we do uh, for a living and how that's going to ripple, you know, throughout. And, you know, as we're seeing, this is happening throughout the world. So, you know, once. um, Oh, man. Once we figure out how we're going to deal with ourselves here, like, you know, between our city block. And waved his hands accordingly in the arts world how this is going to have like a global effect okay natalia hey hey um okay so i i okay this is going to sound sad but i didn't start taking this seriously until maybe two weeks ago 
Um, and that's simply because I'm kind of oblivious to what's going on in the news. And maybe it's just because I'm super busy with kids um, all the time. Um, and anyways, uh, my kids' school closed down, as did everybody else's. Um, and they said it would last three weeks. So we're supposed to be on our last week. And it wasn't until we got an email from their school saying that it's possible school might be out for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the school year. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of when it hit me. Um, the other thing that made me take it a little more seriously is that um, I'm not much of a homebody. I'm I'm uh, the way that I deal with you know, anytime that I feel like any anxiety coming in or anything, um, I'm usually like out for walks or hiking. And it's the same with my girls. It's like, we'll spend time at the beach. Um, and now we can't do that because apparently they've closed like all the state parks. So little things like that. I'm like, okay, maybe this is serious. But then the thing that really made me take it seriously is, um, my mom's from El Salvador and, um, they're on this like crazy lockdown. Like they're so strict and we have family who work, who he was still preparing. Um, we also have family, uh, who are, who are nurses. Like most of my aunts are nurses. So they're, um, they're dealing with this like firsthand, but it's also one of those situations where it's like the military, involved, <laughs> like, they're like on this serious, Aww. um, like you can't, you can't leave the house. Even if you're, if you're, if you live in the same house, you can't be in the same car kind of thing. It's like super strict. Like so anyways, that's when I started taking it seriously. And I'm just shocked that the U.S. hasn't taken measures. But I think that's why I was I was so casual about it, because I'm like, all right, well, if it was exactly. so serious, then I think the U.S. would have taken uh, drastic measures. Um, but we haven't and we didn't. So, um, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm still a little oblivious. And I, I've, I've read so many things that contradict each other. And I'm just like, OK, I, I need to keep myself sane and um, if I'm going to make it through this, I can't keep reading things that don't make sense, I guess. Um, you know, just taking my precautions for my kids and for myself. But yeah, Matt, I still feel like I'm oblivious to this whole thing. Well, but... you know, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, number one, don't, you know, don't feel bad because I was kind of thinking the same way. And as soon as you mentioned, like it wasn't, you know, on the news or perhaps or during our current administration, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, (laughs) I'm pretty sure we all have certain things we want to say about that, but, um, (laughs) but, but yeah, definitely. The crazy thing about it was the simple fact that it wasn't like that information wasn't privy to us until you know recently and now we're finding out that the current administration knew about this back in january probably you know probably like december you know just like how you know ben started looking to see what was going on and to his benefit he works for uh the city of oakland so yeah uh so ben (laughs) why didn't you let us know about this (laughs) anyway (laughs) but um but yeah so uh moving on uh so i called you you i don't know what you're talking about uh didn't i see i i, I rung it i rung the alarm bells i jumped up and down <laughs> wave his hands hey yeah, and, and and let me say this when i first yeah. heard about it and they were talking about it's you know it's like influenza because i heard that i uh-huh. also kind of was like oh it's just like influenza it doesn't kill young people it's fine like those first round of kind of bs um talking points that went around right like 
it just didn't like what was the reason why I looked into it further was that what was being said on the news did not correlate with what was happening on the ground in China, right? And so I'm like, it's they're saying it's it's like the flu, but there's a there's they locked down a city of 40 million people. And I'm like, that doesn't correlate. Right. So then I started doing my own research as much as I could and talking to a few people and and you know comparing and this is we're gonna get into nerd tasticness here but comparing like you know what was known about the virus to the flu and I was like it's not the same thing. Gotcha. And then I remember distinctly probably around end of January. We're I talking so out. much about apocalyptic cruise. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that all makes sense. Kind of. I genuinely, I genuinely just kind of had like a, I had a moment where I sat down and I was like, oh, game for shit. you. I feel like it was a game for all the rest of us. It wasn't a game for you. <laughs> he was lining everybody up. He was like, okay, who's going to roll with me during this apocalypse? All right. You're cool. You're cool. Hell no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Aww. Love you too, Ben. You could be on that crew any day. All right, Hassan, what you got? I mean, I think the whole thing started for me back in uh, early February. I was having uh, my tonsils really swollen. The roof of the back roof of my mouth was just like, dropping and I couldn't swallow uh, for a while. And I went to my doctor and I went to see a nose throat specialist and they just said it was an allergic reaction, but my body was hurting or whatever. And I wasn't sure what it was. So I don't know if that was corona or whatnot but i started researching online and i started seeing that china had this thing going on with these symptoms and i was like there's no way this is a virus i was like i don't think i was hot or had any fever but i started noticing the whole covid19 thing at that time in february early february and um mm -hmm. i had a concussion in uh in the end of february and uh it was pretty bad, so I had to kind of lay restful and all that, and I couldn't really go out or drive a car. Like I was, I was in a lot of pain, and uh, I was supposed to see my friend uh, who lives in Los Angeles, and um, he has a family and whatnot. And he, I was texting him to say like, "Hey, man, so are we still on for today?" And he was like, "No, I don't think so." And I'm like, "Well, why not?" Like I plans change or whatever and he started talking to me about the virus he's like i've been quarantining for like a week uh the shit is gonna get pretty bad he was very worried about himself obviously and his family and from that point on i started getting a little bit more obsessive with it because i read the news and and i have family that lives overseas in egypt and other parts of the world so i talk to them and it apparently this whole covid19 is a thing that is really has been going on for a while since november december and it started to sound freaky so for when my friend kind of alerted me to it with how he's handling it with his family i panicked essentially and i didn't see anyone since that point and that was like early march um and then yeah it just it just kind of went nuts and i started getting worried about my mother and my grandma my grandma you know she's old and my mother over, they both live overseas in Egypt, and the country there was like business as usual until eventually. And um, I was very worried. Like I started to panic about them and worry about them, and 
um, I could see it happening and growing. And I was talking to people about it and they were underestimating it. And of course I heard the comments of like, oh, it's just a flu or uh, young people are not going to get it. And um, because of the Italy numbers at the time. And uh, I was kind of, everybody thought I was uh, overthinking it or uh, that I was a little too paranoid about it. But then, you know, I think people started to come to terms with it because everywhere like you can't like underestimate this because it's not like the flu because there is no vaccine for it there's tests of medicines go medicine going on in france and germany and they're trying to make sure of stuff but there is no vaccine for this thing and it's so easily transmittable and even the who like released an article recently about how they've noticed that it essentially lives on surfaces up to a certain time, but also could potentially be airborne like in a hospital for like about eight hours as based on some of the studies they're doing. Yeah, this thing seems like some super duper, you know, virus that is not taking any shit. I mean, yeah, I was reading the same article before, like it could stay on clothes for hours on end, stainless steel, uh, and could be, vi well, there are certain things where the virus can be held up for days and still be a threat, you know, to people or, or what have you. So, yeah, yeah, we definitely, uh, well, I think we've all gotten the memo that we need to take this seriously and stay inside, you know. And then, again, as artists, you know, it's kind of like trying to keep an artist inside. It, you may, like, you may as well have a death wish to try and tell, you know, tell people to, you know, or at least tell a creative not to do something. So that's another question I'll ask uh, further down the road. So how, so for you guys, I know some of you actually have businesses or what have you, and I'm actually going to direct this to you, Steve. Uh, I know the answer to this already, but just so that our listeners can see how this actually affects someone uh, in the film industry, because you have a rental house and you also do other projects, you know, how, how has this affected you and uh, how do you think uh, you can bounce back from this? And then everybody else can chime in as well. Just raise your hand. Well, the obvious is revenue is completely gone. Um, you know, neither rentals nor productions that we would normally do on a regular basis, all, you know, all of that is gone uh, currently. Uh, and probably will take a little bit longer than, you know, the end of this thing to sort of build back up because a lot of those clients relied on revenue coming into them to hire us to do our projects. And, you know, they're going to have to play catch up before we can play catch up, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of deals uh, that were going on. I read Netflix was going to pay you know, crews and stuff that were working on Netflix projects, um, you know, during this time there, you know, to keep them employed since they had to pull the plug on the productions, things like that will pick up much sooner than, you know, uh, the corporate side, industrial side of what we do versus um, the rentals, you know, they might, that might pick up a little sooner, but uh, what currently I'm working on just doing a, either a short-term pivot or maybe a long-term pivot into other industries. We've uh, talked about uh, possibly opening up a, uh, you know, an online store that can deliver. Um, <clears throat> for those that don't know, my business partner is a semi-well-known <laughs> uh, YouTuber. And so we, we have an open marketing channel uh, for products that we can sell 
potentially to you know half a million people or or whatever so uh, you know we're open to exploring just about anything that comes our way but uh yeah in in terms of production stuff you know it's really slowed down uh you know there's some copywriting stuff and we have usual clients like we ha i have an editor working for me currently who's uh he's he's handling some stuff that was already shot but hadn't gone into post yet things like that gotcha that's great and yeah just let us know as soon as uh you get everything rolling with uh, your plan b and you know we'll spread the word about that uh liz uh you were saying you have well i know you teach acting so how are you pivoting uh in in this new so, world well we'll see uh it remains to be seen uh i work at act as an acting teacher or american conservatory theater if you're not in the bay um and we had full enrollment for this upcoming semester and then announced that everything was going to go to online and then things have been kind of wiggly since so we're hoping very much that people will stick around with us and um you know take acting classes through zoom but i also understand that like part of the experience of taking an acting class is like being in a room with other people so um i'm really inspired by like a lot of like the improv community they've been doing a lot of improv shows through zoom and it seems to well well weird like it seems to be successful so i'm hoping that you know if this thing really lasts as long as i am concerned it will um that the people will jump into that and and pick up on these online classes because i know i mean not just me like i get kind of stir crazy by myself in this cabin or whatever but like people with kids and whatever at some point um i think online group classes are gonna be a relief <laughs> for people so yeah i mean i'm yeah. still exploring it i mean it, I, I haven't quite figured out the the sweet spot in terms of how to um make that class feel as close to the real thing as possible i think everybody in in the acting teaching community is we're all kind of still meeting together on zoom and brainstorming about that on a regular basis <laughs> Jeez, yeah uh and you know what now now that i'm thinking about it it's it's kind of not serendipitous i did actually kind of sort of planned this but having you and wiley here uh you guys actually have uh, a film How's that actually doing now? I know I know it's been doing the film festival circuit, but uh, can you guys talk about that? Which one? We got a couple. Oh, sweet. Oh, wait, wait, uh, let's see. I know there are uh, the time travel, World War Two. What was that called again? That's the tolls. The That's tolls. the toll. And then you've got do you have a, a newer one or an older one? Newer one. Wiley, you want to you want to oh. take this one? You've been quiet. Go for it. Yeah. So. So. Hey, Liz. Hey, everyone. So um, our second film, it actually came out last year. It's called um, Welcome Back, Mr. Buzzcock. And it's just a, a four and a half minute zombie comedy short um, that we released through uh, Crypt TV, which is a web division of Blumhouse. So um, that's kind of already done its run. I think we ended up getting like 300,000 views, which is pretty cool. Um, that was a four and a half minute, like unbroken take film that we did, which was really fun. Um, and then the second one we did, The Tolls, or the first one actually we did, The Tolls, um, that wrapped up its festival circuit last year. We hit about I think, 30 festivals, uh, six or seven were international, and the rest were all in the States. So they're both pretty much wrapped up with their runs. Um, so we're just kind of see what we want to do for 
online distribution right now. Cool, 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 cool. And Ed, I, I've actually been wanting to get you on for quite some time, you know, uh, for, you know, like one on one for on, on LJ Presents, but you've done a really great job as far as like being my being my conscious uh, in regard, my inner voice as to being an actor during my time in LA. And then also, you know, while, while I'm up here, like I listened to your, <clears throat> to your thing about, about Stanislavski and I'm laughing my ass off because you were saying some of the same things that I was saying when I went through the ABCs of the Stanislavski book, when I was in, when I was in theater school, but you've also, and well, Talk to us about your podcast and also about your little film that you made while you were cooped up with your girlfriend, uh, a significant other, what have you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, um, hashtag fuck Stanislavski. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, that's a, that's a whole another conversation, but um, it, it, I mean, just to sum it up in a, in a quick sentence, it's basically just saying that there, there hasn't been the same representation um, for, for actors who don't have the type of resources as a Stanislavski whose fucking parents built him a fucking theater when he was a teenager and just thinking that he was going through a phase. Um, and, and while some of those things are, are valid in terms of like the technique and I respect it, I just, I just think that there, there hasn't been the same amount of like representation for like how to build a, a, a craft of your own when, when you don't have the, the resources to go to a conservatory or go to a four-year program. Um, uh, but you can listen to that on the Free Lunch Fractures podcast. That's a, that's a low-key plug. Um, and the film, the film just started to come out of boredom because at, at that point, I think when we shot the film, we were maybe five days into quarantine and we were house-sitting and we were just like, let's make something creative. And I think that, uh, that was maybe, what, a week ago? So a whole last seven days ago. And it's just been... It, it's just like, I mean, you want to continue to be creative, but then like, um, in terms of just like, uh, like, like pivoting and, and what people have been talking about so far, um, as, as a, as a commercial actor, um, and, and an on camera actor, you suspect and you hope that that industry picks up because that is always sporadic. And like, you don't know what you'll be doing in two months. You don't know if you'll be making a commercial that'll pay you like $5,000 or if you'll just pick up a commercial here and there that'll like be 500 here, 300 here. Like that's so sporadic and that that's just part of the nature. But in terms of theater, um, I was actually supposed to be part of uh, Cal Shake's um, first show this season. And then I just found out as, as probably the rest of the Bay did that Cal Shake's is suspending their whole season. And and as an actor, as a theater actor, that that's so devastating because when when you when you audition for these seasons, like it kind of maps out your year. And if you do both theater and and commercial, you can say, okay, maybe you know I'll I'll stop commercial uh, the commercial pursuit around this theater endeavor that I have. But now that you don't have that, and now that virtually every theater is kind of closing up shop indefinitely or like osf they closed up shop until i think after labor day but that's not until fucking september so it's 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 just it's really interesting to like try and see what the rest of the fucking year looks like and um if you are in equity i don't know if this this uh this applies towards non-equity or or, or 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 emc but definitely make sure you sign up for fucking unemployment as soon as possible and until july 31st there is an extra 600 dollars on top of whatever you were um 
guaranteed through unemployment in California before, um, because that's going to be major, um, especially like if you did have an equity contract and you were expecting, let's say the equity contract was $900 um, and you were expecting that $900 a week. I mean, and, and then all of a sudden it's gone. So that's completely devastating. Make sure you sign up for unemployment as soon as possible. Um, but just for me, I, I've been ridiculously frustrated with this whole situation. I understand that a lot of theater companies, they have to close for health concerns. And so there's no frustration towards them. It's just, you, you just kind of, we already live in such a sporadic and work in, in such a sporadic um, field of profession. And now all of that has just been blown up. So it's, so it's like, there, there's almost no sight towards the end of it. And I'm already here sitting and planning about 2021 because 2020 seems like it's, it's, it's been forgotten. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like a wash. And now, you know, before before we even got started with this, I was actually thinking about, you know, way back when uh, I think it was like FDR with the New Deal and the uh, theater, what, the Federal Theater Project, I believe that's what it was called. Yeah. And I was just thinking we, we could really be poised uh, to have something like that. I don't know whether it's going to be <laughs> this uh, administration, which, you know, I. I, I don't I, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Not likely. I'm yeah. Unless you go to his living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know <laughs> so between between that and everything else that's going on in the world, yeah, I think uh twenty twenty is is a wrap, but I do kinda have some kind of hope because I think that it's going to wake a lot of people up in regards to how we are going, well, number one, how we're going to start, you know, living, you know, amongst each other and how we can actually start to take care of ourselves and actually look at people as we're walking down the street and like, oh my God, you're another mm. human being. You could have died mm -hmm. from this whole thing. And, you know, yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping, well, I know that's going to happen because I actually see that as I'm walking down the street and I see somebody walking down the street with the mat, you know, with the mask on, we're like, we give the nod, right? And it's funny because usually it's people of color that give the nod, <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm seeing everybody <laughs> give the nod. I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> now <Nah>. everybody, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So, uh, so Josh, your 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 thing that you've got going on, like with your music and everything else, like you seem to be poised, like with this online thing. So, what uh, what is it you're doing again? Uh, yeah, I'll jump in. My kind of uh, main source of income over the last few months uh, has come from the video production company that I came on board with at the beginning of the year, which is Crux Jinx Productions in San Francisco. Uh, like some of you other uh, folks have pointed out, all of the corporate work is completely dried up, and uh, that was kind of what was keeping the lights on for us. Uh, we're still trying to develop some films in pre-production right now, uh, but you know that's a fundraising and Documentary and uh, uh, narrative films are both pretty tough to predict right now because you know it's uh, you're, you're trying to figure out oh are we going to be able to travel and go shoot this doc in the fall like nobody quite knows what's going to happen so there's a lot of uncertainty around that uh, but yeah as you mentioned the the music stuff and I've been noticing this is true of the music community in general. Uh, Musicians and the people who support them, the whole community around that has just rallied in such a fantastic way uh, over the past few weeks. And it's great. I was uh, 
I, I, I've performed live four times in the last week, which is more than I performed, I think, the whole year before that. Uh, because there's just so many friends I have that are hosting, you know, open mics and, you know, you'll get to play for an audience of 40 or 50 people uh, many times a week. Uh, I hosted a, a live stream show that was just, uh, you know, that, that was our own show with me and my roommate, who's also a super talented musician. Uh, we did that yesterday and we got uh, a really, really great reception to that. And we're planning to do that a lot more. Um, so it's uh, it's been really cool to, to double down on that aspect of things uh, and have some time to work on some other important projects. Uh, you know, on the other things that are going on right now is at least on the professional services side and B2B, you know, where I found uh, I and some of the people I've been working with are pretty well uh, set up to do you know, help people out with this live streaming side of things uh, and things like this, this podcast, the, the Zoom call that I was helping out with technically. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're still figuring out our models around that too, as far as the business side goes, but, uh, you know, recognizing that there's a lot of need right now on the technical side for people who are uh, needing support with live streaming events and uh, musical performances, uh, helping them all get that running. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to be putting out some educational materials on the topic and uh, keep doing stuff like this and helping out where I can and then see where that leads. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. I mean, just, just you stepping in and getting us, you know, on the zoom thing, I, I use another platform that totally just crapped out on me and uh, yeah, you just jumped right on in. So awesome. Um, let's see, Hassan, did you have your hand up? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, from my experience at the moment, I mean, I was signed on to work on a couple of films, um, coordinating or doing, you know, production management stuff, um, and also some acting stuff as well, just because I do it every now and then, not frequently. And uh, it's, it's everything has, has come to a halt. Um, and, you know, it, it, it definitely, like, people said before, it's taking a very blurry uh, strain on everybody's pocket as well as, you know, their, their mental health. And I think that's a big part of it because as much as I try to see the positive in the end of the day, because like, again, our, 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 our carbon print has decreased significantly in some parts of the world. Uh, the ozone has never, hasn't been better versus like, years ago or you know there's positive elements that i try to see from what's happening like people taking more care of their hygiene and, and making it a very important thing but it, it's just there's a lot of unknowns to it like right now i'm, I'm in post-production deep in post-production of my film and a lot of the sound folks that i work with they don't have access to their studios because they can't go and do certain things or record fully or whatever and you know it, it, it ends up straining everything up um, but as far as work, most of my work is usually on set. I usually am either pre-production or in production and less work for me is in post. So now a lot of it is at a halt. So meanwhile, I'm trying to push the film little by little to finish it. I'm polishing up two feature scripts. I'm writing a new one. I'm trying to stay as creative as possible. And also with the film festival that my friend Nicole I and Diana talked about to do about COVID-19. We're trying to feel inspired and others to share their stories in order for us to relate and empathize because I feel 
people get caught up in themselves a lot where they feel shitty about their situation, but we tend to forget that everyone in this planet is affected by this in this very moment, which is very rare, a very rare occurrence. Uh, yeah, people. definitely. Oh, and uh, Hassan, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, about your about your spur of the moment uh, film festival? Uh, how and how do people join in? So, uh, film festival began with the idea of Nico, and uh, we started talking about the idea of doing something creative and simple and basic, where people don't have to go out of their way to do something too over the top or use professional cameras. So we. The idea is to submit a one minute to three minute film shot on your phone. You could use music, you could edit whatever you want um, and send and follow us on Instagram at COVID-19 Film Festival. And there there's all the submission information and um, the the due date is April 5th. Uh, we might do another round depending on how long this whole situation takes. And we're screening all the films. Everything submits for, for free and everybody who submits will screen their work on April 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So it, it, it's an effort from us, from a perspective of an artist to uh, just humanize the situation in a creative way and uh, have people share their part of it, whether it be a music video or a poem or a, or a, or a documentary or a narrative, like everything is, is, is welcome at the end of the day. Cool, cool. Thanks a lot, Hassan. Uh, I know we've got a lot of other people who would like to, uh, you know, chime in here. I know, uh, Nicole, you've been waiting patiently, and I know I, I see you, uh, Ed and Jason, as well. Uh, I, I want to pose this to Nicole because you, you've you been working, uh, well, not not necessarily like working a lot, but you've been doing a lot of, uh, a lot of projects. So, uh, I know you probably want something to say about the last question, but can after you do that, can you talk to us about some of the other projects you got going on? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say I had um, before everything, you know, kind of happened and and lockdown and everything. Um, I had been like slowly promoting a film festival that that I I run. I it was going to be its second second year. It's called Blood and Popcorn, and it it's uh, combines different international work and local filmmakers and we had just locked down a really cool venue in um, Niles called the, the Silent Film Museum. So it was, uh, was going to be a chance to really bring like a new audience to some of the, to that genre of film. Um, and I was really excited to team up with them. And uh, when I got the word from them that they were going to, they were like um, postponing all their events. Um, so that, that festival has been put on hold and I had to take down the event. Um, I was selling tickets on Eventbrite and stuff and, uh, but uh, I, I see a lot of other film festivals doing virtual film fe festivals. Um, but again, like just um, to, to give like a showcase for local filmmakers and make it like, uh, I enjoy going to the theater and I, I wanted to, it was a chance to bring a whole other audience together. And so um, after thinking about, you know, if I was gonna try and do a virtual film festival, I still think it's worth waiting until things calm down and we have a chance to regroup and then you know, invite certain press and really showcase the local filmmakers that so they, again, feel like they get their work out there. And also um, the networking is so important that that connection of like a person going and sitting in a dark room and experiencing, um, you know, art in front of them. So um, that's just one of the other projects. Um, I really like doing that festival just because it's a chance for me as a, as a fan of the horror genre to reach out to other filmmakers and be like, oh, I love your work. Well, you know, let's Let's do something great together. So um, that was just one other thing I was working on before 
um, things change. All right, great. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Um, so actually, yeah, I could, I could touch on that as well, I guess, um, as well as I guess what came before. Um, it's strange. I've always been more of like a, a hermit kind of artist, you know, so creatively, this has been strangely a positive, um, all, everything else is obviously horrifying and, you know, we wear gloves and masks when we go outside and everything else. Um, I've finally been able to actually get caught up on all the stuff I've been working on for years. Um, which, which is, you know, a strange, strange benefit just because, you know, when you wake up the next morning, you're not going anywhere. So you can stay up as late as you want and just work all night and do whatever you need to. Um, so I, I finished writing um, a new feature right. horror script um, while I was sitting around. And then uh, I've been, you know, I finished the VFX for ZTV, which has been taking me the last uh, few weeks. Um, and now I can work on the comic stuff and I have like three different comic projects. So, you know, finishing the ZTV comic will be the first thing. And then um, I have another one that I'm working on with my uh, writing partner, Andrew Hamer. Um, you know, that's like a medieval black and white thing that we went to the UK and did a research trip for last year. Um, and then I have other projects that are lined up after that. Um, and then uh, I have a project that me and Josh have been working on, uh, a video game uh, that's a mobile game uh, that we've been working on for what, Josh, the last couple of years, right, I think? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, And I can identify with what you're saying too about having a lot more time to work on these sorts of things. Yeah. So like, I think for us, for it's just been about like, okay, every, every day is a work day and we wake up and, and, you know, work, work and, and get as much done as possible so that whenever this does end and we know like there is no end in sight currently, but whenever it does end, we can hit the ground running and, and get things going like, you know, in full force. And, and that's been the big thing, you know, uh, in terms of how I've been approaching it. And then like, you know, the, the main focus on getting those VFX done was just getting the footage off to the colorist right. who's still waiting and very eager to have the work, I'm sure, since everything else is, is shut down. Um, and then our scores being done in Italy, which is a whole issue because, you know, they can't get together to record the music because they're locked down. Um, so oh, we don't know man. when that'll change, <laughs> but we could have like, like <laughs> all the places that everything is just shut down and just, well, it's especially bad done, there. Yeah. yeah but yeah, um, like that's yeah. enforced there. Um, so, but what's cool is they can send us a digital version of it. Um, you know, um, and we can cut that in and, and have the VFX in and then eventually the color. So at a certain point we can start showing it to people and, and, uh, submitting it. If there's actually going to be film festivals, you know, that's the other, that's the real question right now is like, okay, I'm going to have this film completed. What do I do with it now? Do I just wait until this thing clears up or, or do I take a chance and submit, even though knowing that like the festivals for some reason haven't been returning any money to the filmmakers that submit to them or get buy tickets and stuff. Um, I don't know, you know, that's the real question mark for us is like, okay, when does the world, you know, start working again? Um, so yeah, so that's that's been the big thing. But until then, I'm just gonna grind out and just do as much work as possible and just, um, you know, kind of lean into that hermit creative side <laughs> yeah. uh, while I'm locked in here, just so I don't go insane. That's that's because uh, there's just too much stuff coming out of my head. So I'm just like, get it all down quickly. Yeah, well, that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, when when I thought of you know doing this podcast, I never thought that you know like this particular year starting off 
this season in the midst of, you know, damn near a quarantine, you know, around the world that I would be able to interact with so many of you because I mean, what the hell else are y'all doing? <laughs> right? Hey. So, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm just, <laughs> what you doing? No, you mean, okay. But okay. So, so Ed, I, I know you got something to say. I, I'll let you chime in, but I also want to ask, uh, like all the actors, you know, here, uh, after you talk, like, so what are you guys doing uh, in, in this time? Uh, you know, like, are you, are you reflecting? Are you trying to get, do some admin work on your, your like your craft, like headshots, resumes, all that stuff. And then how are you guys keeping yourself uh, safe? I could chime in. This is Wiley or Ed. No, go, go ahead, Wiley. Go ahead, Wiley. All right, cool. So um, remind me, who uh, was it? Uh, Nicole, are you a mom or was it Natalia? Yeah, it's 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 me, Natalia. Do we have any other parents uh, ben, on the Ben's a parent. Woo! <laughs> oh, same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, I mean, I just want to like briefly, you know, talk about um, being a, a parent during all this. Yeah, um, you know, we're all becoming full-time stay-at-home teachers right now, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I mean, thankfully, our, our both my daughters, um, their school has really stepped up and, and made materials very accessible online. Um, so basically, most of my time is spent just just taking care of my girls and keeping them educated and happy and, and healthy, which is an insane challenge. But it's it's like really really deeply rewarding at the same time. Same. I don't I don't know if you have the same experience, but I didn't know that I was a teacher. I'm like all of a sudden <laughs> I'm this like incredible teacher. I mean, I don't know about incredible. Yeah. I think I'm giving myself that title, but my daughters are truly, they are truly enjoying the fact that they don't have to go to school and that their mom and their dad are their teachers. I'm like, yeah. it, it scared me in the beginning. I'm like, okay, I don't know how great I'm going to be at this. Like they're doing this thing called number bonds. I'm like, wow, this is kindergarten work. Like, I don't know what I'm doing mm -hmm. here. So I had to like look things up. God, is that fucking yeah, new math thing? Oh, geez. Yeah, no, it's true. But I'm like, I'm like, what? It, what are kindergartners being taught? Like, they don't even have money. Like, why are they worrying about this? So I'm like, having to look things up ahead of time. But again, like you said, it's such a, a rewarding, as tough as it feels for me. Like, mm. just like emotionally, I guess <laughs> it's like tough for me. But the girls are why enjoying it, and they're that? they're thriving, and they're they're enjoying the fact that they get to spend more time and. I don't know, it's a great challenge yeah. for us parents, but yeah, it's hard, but it's rewarding for sure. Yeah, I'm curious, how old are your kids? Um, my girls are six and four. Uh, yeah, nine and five. Got got seven and, oh, seven nice. And two. Good for you, hang in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, uh, Benjamin, I know you've got, you've got girls as well. I have a 10-year-old boy who who has been on this i want to be homeschooled or do this whole unschooling thing and i'm like boy you going to school and then he has this he has this thing where mm -hmm. he can manifest pretty much anything he actually wants so i'm not sure whether i should blame him for this global pandemic because now you know because now for you know all of us who you know, who live in the bay area here and and uh, down in LA, I think, well, for up here, they're saying, okay, well, May 1st, we'll, we'll get back to school. But I, I, you know, for the time being, it may be May 1st that we start school again, or, or know, never, just may as well just or be never. A wash, you know, for yeah. the school yeah. year, or yeah. never. Yeah. I think or we're never. just like, 
for May 1st. We've just become teachers. So forget about acting, forget about film. No, I'm yep. kidding. Yeah. Hopefully not. Well, hey, 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 hey. I'm getting aggressive. Don't yeah. crazy now. Don't get crazy. Quarantine's <laughs> driving me nuts. They will go on set. <laughs> they will be on the set and they will be what you call production <laughs> assistants. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah, I have the opposite. My kid oh, nice. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. For you. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. All right, Ed, what's up? Oh, I just said somebody said earlier about looking at people with masks and and realizing that this is a deadly virus. It's so crazy because yes, it's it's definitely killing people, and to see the death toll every day is 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 devastating. But I mean, sometimes like every day, like that's the last thing on my mind because I'm, I'm thinking about everyone who is going to survive this and how economically we're going to recover um, with rent, with mortgages, with, with everything. So that was just an, observ- an observation I had earlier that it's, it's so crazy how like this thing is killing people, but that's usually the last thing on my mind, unfortunately, because there, there's so much suffering in, in so many different other ways. Um, and I, everyone was just laughing a second ago. So sorry to bring the whole fucking energy down. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Uh yeah, Eddie with the womp womp. You know, yeah, I, I'm, way to go. I'm, I'm definitely thinking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so back. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who who don't know, pretty soon, hopefully, uh, you will see you will see Eddie and Natalia again uh, on the big screen. Uh, they play a husband and wife in a it film was- called uh, The Alternate. Yeah, it was it was yeah. so tough working with Ed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Ed, you're so talented. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just for the short amount of time that I was I was on set, just seeing their dynamic, I was like, oh, they're either about to kill each other as soon as this wraps, or <laughs> they're really good friends now. I well, did did the end and see did, <laughs> did Ed tell you the about the two arms that he lost after we finished wrapping? Yeah, they were because oh, of me. Nope. Yeah, speaking of which, <laughs> <laughs> no, what's up? <laughs> you lost two arms. Oh yeah, Ed. Ed, Ed by, lost. Uh, yeah, Ed, Ed lost two arms. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So right oh, now, okay. I think he's using his feet, which is probably <laughs> he keeps in his trophies. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So you know, again, yeah, definitely, Ed. You know, thinking as far as like what are the long term effects of this, I actually want to try and bring someone in on another episode as far as like you know what is the stimulus uh, package going to do uh, for the everyday uh, man, woman, who what have you. Uh, for the kids or what have you. I mean, I could go on because from what I've gathered, uh, this this bill will, you know, give a little bit, you know, for all of us, but it's definitely, it's definitely going to uh, pay out well for bigger corporations. And then for smaller yeah. businesses, uh, they're giving out loans. Uh, I'm looking at you, Steve, because I was thinking about you when, when I heard about that. And then but all all bigger corporations are just just getting free money so i i'm floored yeah. yeah yeah but that's a whole other thing i mean i'm sure you guys you know so uh 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna start uh winding down here but you know if there's anything you ever wanted to you know say to another creative as far as like you know words of encouragement uh and then also if you want to chime in on what you're doing next i will go down the line uh here uh nicole let's let's start with you uh, i just wanted to uh uh chime in a little like i've seen ed and uh Natalia, they're both doing a lot of commercial work, so it's always fun to see them pop up when I'm watching like Hulu. Uh, but just to say how uh, versatile Natalia oh, yeah, is, is right. that you know, she uh, she she did a short with me a while back where uh, it's called Dating in the Zombie Apocalypse. So you know, she can be married to a man in one movie, The Alternate, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. I've been following the podcast about it. But in my short, she plays a lesbian cartoonist that fights zombies. So uh, kudos to Natalia. <laughs> Awesome actress. That, I love like, it already. That one's Is that out yet? It'll be really fun when that one's done. Uh, yeah. So I just want to cool. give you a shout out to that. How far along in post uh, are you? With we that? just need to do some ADR. Like it's been, you know, the edits uh, pretty good. It was it was always going to be like kind of like a you know a, a, a test pilot uh, for a show. So it's kind of like a, it's it's coming in mm. around sixteen minutes uh, okay. right now. So just hey, was Bridget ADR in that? Some music. What's that? Was uh, Bridget Fox in that? No. Uh, no, had, she was uh, in another Laura, one. Uh, she just got married. I'm trying to think of her last name. Uh, Laura Jean. Who's in, she's got a new movie coming out called Space that looks really good. And she's been, she was in like this uh, killer um, ugly sweater movie. It was a Christmas movie horror. She does a lot of horror stuff. Uh, Laura, Laura Jean Sullivan. She, that's her new new name is Sullivan. But she is, uh, her, her short has been in a lot of festivals it's called um trust issues uh so that short's been doing really well and making the rounds uh so yeah natalia and laura were, were great in dating in the zombie apocalypse so i'm looking forward to getting that done so people can see it awesome yeah for those of you who have zombie apocalypse films i um uh, i yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i just i just want to let you guys know that uh this is really hitting close to home and maybe we should rethink the whole zombie apocalypse uh structure here <laughs> it has lesbians who doesn't like lesbians i mean I like last year. Oh, okay aspects. zombies and lesbians yeah yeah i think that's <laughs> most of us from what we've been saying um no go ahead go ahead Oh, dude, I was totally thinking about you as far as I was like, damn. Well, Jeff, as you know, because you were in it, uh, ZTV was all about quarantine zones. So I'm living, living my own nightmare. Right yes, now. yes. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So whatever, what, uh, what does everybody else have to say? Words of encouragement and then also what, what they've got going on next. And uh, yeah, anything else you guys would like to share? Anybody just chime in. Go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, my main thing would be for any creatives out there is like, don't succumb to the whole being stuck inside and the days just, just whipping past, you know, don't, don't just sit there watching TV and, and play video games or whatever you do. Uh, be creative, you know, do something, uh, wake up with a plan, you know, break it down into little pieces and do it each day and, and come out the other side with something awesome, you know, um, try to make the most of the time because we're all stuck in it. So there's not much else we can do. Yeah, I just, um, can I just add, chime in? Please, go for it. I was just going to say, um, yeah, this, I mean, when this thing, all this whole thing happened, it's like I had my April planned, I had my, my May planned, I was going to be shooting in the Caribbean, like just all these plans. And then I'm like, 
holy crap, like what am I going to do now that all these things are, are being uh, shut down? But I guess my point is it took me a while to like, to, to warm up to this idea of being home. Um, but I just have to say having a routine in the mornings and just kind of like having your day planned out on like, if there's the goal, if there's like, you want to read a play for that day, it's like, have it planned out. Cause I, again, the first two weeks I felt like days were just flying by and I wasn't getting much done. I mean, except anything that came to my daughters, of course. But, um, then I just started, you know, kind of embracing the fact that I, I'm allowed to be home. And uh, I don't know, just started catching up on books and like little things like writing, which I'm not a writer, but I, I thought it was fun to just challenge myself. So, you know, again, just having those daily goals and that routine definitely helps kind of keep my head off of, you know, like what's going to happen next or, you know, um, I mean, but it's, it's hard to be positive during a time like this, you know, for sure. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but the one thing that definitely has helped is just again having a routine every day. Gotcha. So. Oh no, I totally feel that. Yeah. Who else? Go for it. I'll jump in here. Uh, as somebody who's been freelancing from home for most of my professional career, I can definitely attest uh, having a routine uh, that is huge. And uh, we as humans thrive on routine and we need it. Uh, I also want to second what Jason was saying uh, about, you know, this is your chance to get that script done or to finish that other project. Uh, you know, they, there's no more FOMO uh, of all the things that were otherwise going on in the world. Uh, so now here you are, you've got some uninterrupted time to just hunker down and do some awesome things. Uh, collaborate with people online. Uh, there are so many useful tools to do that. We're doing that right now. Uh, and, you know, keep looking for opportunities. I think, um, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of that, like I said, in the music community, uh, people supporting each other. I think as artists, we all kind of got each other's backs too. There's all sorts of relief funds if you're, uh, you know, having financial troubles with your loss of income. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's people out there who want to support you too, especially uh, if you're doing something great like teaching or playing music or, you know, I think us as creatives and entertainers, uh, we have a lot of us, you know, have this personal kind of brand that we're, we've been building up and, and don't forget there's, there's people out there who, you know, are excited about what you're doing and want to see you succeed. Uh, you know, to that extent, I just tried launching a Patreon and I've got a couple people on there now. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and that's what I'm going to keep on doing. I'm going to keep working on uh, these things like that game that uh, Jason and I have going. I'm going to keep working on the music. Uh, I'm going to keep hustling, uh, you know, with all the, the business side of things. And, uh, you know, like like he said, if uh, once this is all over, and, and it, it will be over uh, soon enough, then we'll hit the ground running. Cool, man. And are is there any other place other than like Facebook or Twitter or what have you, as far as like uh, those resources you were talking about, is there anything in oh, like, that, that you go to? Oh, like artist support resources. Yeah. Uh, so I would look, um, there's a few different places to look. Uh, I found a bunch of just blog posts that uh, I don't have handy right now, but uh, here's where to look. First of all, there's uh, kind of national level stuff. Uh, I know there were some like theatrical groups and actors associations putting together things. 
uh, there's some stuff coming from the the city of San Francisco and their arts uh, divisions. Uh, so look for stuff at the local level. Uh, look for stuff at the national level. There's international stuff. Uh, you know, it's just large groups of artists who are getting together to try to help each other out. Um, and uh, that's that's all just a Google search away right now. Um, cool. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks. All right, who's next? Um, so not to be contrarian, but um, I was having a conversation the other day with uh, one of my best friends who's um, a somatic psychologist. And I was just like, oh man, I'm just like feeling this like lack of inspiration um, with with all this uncertainty in the air. And she's like, you mean to do the same stuff you've been doing, you know, before? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, what about the idea that like, we're in this mess because everybody's been doing the same thing that they've been doing before. And, and here we are like at the edge of catastrophe. And so like, maybe it's a good time to like, stop doing what you were doing before and take a minute and just be, and like confront yourself, confront your demons, confront, like the the weird feelings that arise from this moment and like and try something different and like be like do the thing you think you shouldn't do be lazy like get drunk at 2 p.m on a thursday you know um like do go trespass on on hiking property that the city says you can't go hike on you know do do the shit that that you want to do but you don't feel like you should or don't feel like you can and I've just felt like that that's been a real gift for me because I think that there's just so much anxiety around the like, will I get these classes enrolled so that I can survive? Or like, when will, when will production come back online so I can go back to producing commercials and making a living? And, um, and, and I find that like all that anxiety is like really counter to the best aspects of the creative process. And I feel like the best aspects of the creative process are like, for me at least, when I've processed all the worst of the demons either in me or in the world or whatever, and like come out the other end with sort of a sassy opinion. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I guess like, I think there's value in doing it, not even for the outcome of an opinion, um, but just just to see what it is that you haven't been doing and give it a try and see how it feels. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Word. Word. I actually agree with that too. I, the first couple of days of the quarantine, I was still trying to hit it pretty hard. And I work from home anyway, but I haven't had a vacation in a long time. And right now I don't have any demands on me. So I am sleeping a little bit more, uh, but I still have, you know, day-to-day -day stuff that I have to take care of regardless. But I, I am using the downtime to be more sort of introspective, you know, and, uh, you know, just renewing that conversation with myself and, you know, to, to sort of drive the creativity that she's referring to. Cool. Yeah. All oh, right. Sorry. Who's next? Um, yeah, I feel, I feel that this is as, as, as challenging for everybody as it can be in a, in a distressful time of a lot of unknowns. And I think that we shouldn't forget to take care of our mental health and our well being, because, uh, stressed out or freaking out or panicking will only affect your immune system. Um, and it's also a good time for all of us to look inward and reflect 
on our life and on ourselves and on our priorities because I feel that we could get caught up in the moment of the work routine that we're all used to or the chaos behind it or um, the the normal day-to-day. But I feel that this shift, as, as, as it is a positive thing for the planet and the climate in a way, could be a positive thing for us to be more aware of ourselves and our needs and look more inward. Of course, it's important to keep a balance between that and work and what we do creatively because that's our that's our that's what we thrive on in, in, in this life is to be creative and express ourselves. But it's also important for us to think of ourselves within ourselves too, not just the work that we're doing as a representation of our own um, sense of gratitude solely. So. I hope everybody stays safe and reflect and understand themselves better and empathize with everyone going through this because it's a yeah. challenge for everyone anywhere in the world right now. Cool. Ed? Oh, yeah. Uh, just an update that uh, that stay-at-home advisory from the Trump administration has been extended another 30 days. Just got that. So, um, oh, there we <laughs> 30 go. 30 days. 30 days. Um, but Oof. That's good. I was going back to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> uh, I personally kind of dropped the whole acting thing in terms of staying sane for this, uh, just because it'll come back eventually. And like, there's some video auditions out there that that people are still looking for. So there's some there, but like, I just started like trying to learn a fucking instrument. Just kind of like, I, I feel like I, I run into actors all the time, and they're like, I really want to break from this whole thing. And now that like it's been forced upon people, people are like can't like really handle it. I personally wasn't able to handle it. Um, but just actually taking that initiative to take that break from the acting or from the from the from the work and just finding just finding a new artistic endeavor um, and just trying to keep the trying to keep it uh, new and vibrant. So. Oh, cool. I hear that. Anybody else? I guess I'll go. If you must. If I must, <laughs> I know. It's always fucking it up. Um, yeah, I totally concur with what Liz was like. I've literally just been sitting on the couch playing video games that have stacked up over the years because I just keep buying them and not playing them. Oh, dude, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but there is a big scale on sale on Square Enix. I'm going to go through <laughs> all the Tomb Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I finished all <laughs> the Tomb Raiders already, man. They're great. They're I know, great. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, man. I just been, you know, been well, I've been and let me preface that, which I've been doing the baseline level of busy, which is like teaching my kids and finishing up the film and doing all that stuff. So that is like still goes on. I still work, but it's it's from home. So that's happening. Um but then, you know, the, all these scripts need to be written, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of let go of it. And I do like two pages a day now. Once I do my two pages, I'm done. And I just spend time like actually, you know, seeing my kids and playing with them and yeah. going outside and tasting the coffee and meditating and working out. And like all the, yeah, exactly. All the things that we talk about, like we're going to do, I'm going to improve my life. And that I don't have time for. So um, or that are really hard to have time for um so yeah as you know just been that's what I, I would tell everybody like this whole thing is a renewal this is literally nature making you fucking stop yeah <laughs> and be like what are you doing with your life <laughs> yeah definitely. why are you, why are you creatures running around the earth 
building shit and you know, doing all the other things that we do the titans of industry and i you know i i knew that it was time to stop when i literally heard some rich motherfucker say he would rather have grandma and grandpa go out put out the pasture in order to keep the economy oh going. yeah 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 i heard that i was like fuck was you lieutenant governor of texas yeah that <laughs> he was like yeah, yeah. we they, i think they want to die for us i was like oh like that <laughs> we're not we're not even going to pretend anymore that this is like you know not a slavery thing going on <laughs> my first thought when he said that was prove it i mean he's 70 well, something years old Pro prove it if, if you think everybody's willing to go first but <laughs> jump off the cliff there you go yeah yeah midsommar your, midsommar your ass since you're talking about it <laughs> yeah so, i mean that's you know I think if every if I think if we all learn the lesson and stop for a minute and figure you know stop being so crazy, uh, we'll be better for it. But I don't have that much faith in people because people are still itching to get back to what's called normal. And I'm like, nah, man, I like this thing. We should we should totally go socialism and everyone gets a check and sits at home and plays with their kids and teaches their kids and. Hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, art hey, hey, watch it I now, know. buddy. I know. I <laughs> fucking might make some sense around here. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was up in that circle. I, I, know, right? yeah. I got him caught up. My bad. I didn't, I didn't. That's me, man. I'm good. I'm good with it. I, I yep, totally yep. advocate. Like, you know, the, the thing I used to love about, like, French filmmaking, like, everyone's always pointing to, like, the French make this new wave stuff. And it's all, I'm like, nah, they work for fucking eight hours when they shoot a movie. They have, like, the, the coffee tea break in the middle of the, of the shoot, they have like an hour of lunch. Like they take their time with making, you know, the art that we do. And I'm like, we're always fighting for that. At least as a director, I'm always fighting for like trying to go slower so I can see what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And so, you know, now we have that benefit of being able to do things slow. And I think if we don't seize that and try to make that a new normal, then all of this will be for nothing. Mm. Amen. Amen. Am I uh, am I missing anybody else here? Um, could I chime in real quick? Yeah, please, please. So go this for is it. just a little bit about you know supporting community outside of you know our little artistic community, which is great and, and solid and strong. But um, I found so I'm I'm door dashing uh, to help support my family, and what I'm seeing is that. Like for example, last night, you know, I'm doing a, a delivery in Redwood City and you pull up to the Chick-fil-A and there's like 30 door dashers waiting in line for their orders with, you know, masks and gloves standing in the rain. And then right next door is a, is a taqueria with like two customers, right? That's open. So it's like, it's about supporting local businesses that need to stay alive. And I think there's not really an awareness of like these places of business that are open, like really need someone to be buying from them every night locally instead of going to the McDonald's. The McDonald's and the Chick-fil-A's are going to be fine no matter what. But for me, like, especially last night, it was like really hit home that like my community's restaurants might not make it unless people, you know, invest a little bit into ordering from them too. So it's like, it's also important to think about actual businesses in your own community that could use your support right now. Even if it's just like one, one meal a week or something. Um, it's crazy to like be actually out in the world and see this happening, you know, because essentially I'm a quote unquote essential worker, which sounds weird to be a DoorDash driver, but that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my day job is an essential, <clears throat> it's an essential worker as well. And, um, you know, just, 
brand ambassador for a food company. So when I when I go to grocery stores, you know, and just seeing how yeah. people are dealing with one another, it's mm-hmm. very surreal. And I've never washed my hands so many times, uh, <laughs> you know, throughout throughout the course of a day up up until now. But you know, in closing, I I invited all of you here uh, because I admire and I respect what you guys are doing. Some of you I had that I wanted to have on the show. I was like, okay, this is a this is the time that I could you know grab as many people as I can. You know, so if I can't get you back on, you know, again, I can at least say I had you on. And you know, I just want to say that you know all of you. I, I, I wish you well, uh, and I hope to be able to work with you all again, you know, one day. And uh, yeah, I just want to let you know that uh, I, I care about each and every last one of you. And just seeing as to how this world that we're living in now, like everything, you know, has slowed down. Uh, I, I, I actually feel it in the air like smell smelling the air there's not that much traffic and although you know that's you know a really good thing but you know it's also it's not just because I can get to where I need to be at a particular time but it's also like I don't feel that rush like I don't feel like I'm rushing to get somewhere you know so yeah hopefully we'll get through this and uh, we're going to be all right so thanks a lot guys I really appreciate it yeah thank you for having us All right. Be safe, everyone. Take care, guys. Appreciate you, Jeff. Thanks for tuning in on another episode of LJ Presents. As always, you can find me on my website at ljeffreymore.com, Twitter at ljeffreymore and on Instagram at ljeffrey.more. If you like what the show has to offer and you'd like to make a contribution, make sure to check out my Patreon page. Your contribution is always appreciated. Make sure to check back next week for another great guest. See you then.